Osiris. Hey everyone, it's Cam Hurt, host of the Best Show Ever podcast, and we have got a second season coming out very soon that I am very excited about. We've got some very cool special guests, including musical acts that we all love, like Karina Reichman, Daniel Donato, Jake Brownstein from Eggy, Rick and Peter from Goose, and many more. Tune in for new episodes dropping on Osiris Media March 5th on the Best Show Ever podcast. Hi, listeners. I want to tell you about a cause that I'm involved with at Heritage Radio Network. HRN is celebrating its 15th year, and to celebrate, we're deepening our commitment to giving voice to the next generation of food system storytellers, and we need your help. Our internship and fellowship programs help activate new possibilities for underrepresented and underestimated young people through experiential journalism, audio engineering, and production training. Through these unique programs, HRN helps food equity stewards build essential workforce readiness skills that expand their potential and foster economic mobility. Please consider supporting these critical programs. And with a minimum donation, you can be entered to win a dinner for two at an amazing restaurant in one of eight cities and tickets to a concert at a great venue in one of those cities. We have incredible partners across the country who have donated as they also share our passion for helping to educate the next generation of food system storytellers. Check out heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you. What's up, everyone? Welcome back to Best Show Ever Pod, the podcast where I interview someone about the best concert they've ever seen in their life. Uh, and this is a very cool episode that we have uh, for this one. We have got uh, young music journalist, uh, Canada's own, Canada's favorite son, Ryan Storm, on the podcast uh, for this episode. Ryan has got so many cool things that he's doing uh, right now between uh, submitting stuff for Jam Bass and, and writing for them. He's got a number of different podcasts that you can tune into on this network. Um, he plugs all of those at the end of the episode, but him and I have a really cool conversation about uh, some of the, sh the shows that he's seen in uh, the last 10 years here, uh, seeing shows with your dad, of course. Uh, one of the coolest pastimes anyone could be a part of. Um, and we talk about fish. We talk about goose. And we talk about jam bands. Um, we even talk about Taylor Swift, the biggest jam band of them all. Um, really great episode. I won't bore you with any more intro. Uh, sit back, relax, enjoy this conversation between me and Ryan Storm. But first, a little bit of music from none other than Jesus and Fartfinger. This is the best show ever. Best show ever. This is the best show ever. This is the best show. The best show I ever heard. I think I have to agree. Ever. Yeah. I really feel like we just missed out on all the important stuff. I know. Like, nobody's ever going to know when they listen to this that we just spent. 15 minutes trying to get your microphone and headphones to work right yeah that was the big um i mean we're going to talk about your favorite shows and all the sick concerts you've seen but i think they really just missed the meat of yeah like who cares about music anyway the best part of podcasts is the tangents and the nonsense yeah it's like the dialing in the audio it's the um, exactly can you see me it's adjusting the 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 screen a little bit yeah mm -hmm. 
and they're gonna miss out on that oh well sucks for them um, how, how you been dude i'm i'm fantastic you know uh kind of been in between tours a little bit uh the last week and a half or so but gearing up uh for some serious fish action over the next few yeah. weeks uh, and i am very very excited for that what uh well We'll, we'll get into that a little bit. We'll talk about we that a little bit at the. We, we'll talk a little. Oh yeah, bit about we will be again. talking about fish today on this podcast. So just just in case anyone thought it was going to be maybe goose the whole time, maybe snark. No, th- there will be the goose time. too. Have no fear. <laughs> um, are are you are you back home in Canada? Yes, I am. Yeah, I'm in I'm in Toronto right now. Nice, 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 nice. Um, cool, man. Just been hanging out. You got some sweet posters going on behind you. This is this Thank is my you. first time for me getting to be in the Ryan Storm world. I get to be <laughs> like, I've missed some podcast opportunities in the past, but I'm happy to be looking at the studio. Thank you. Yeah. Listen, uh, you know, I know that this is like, you know, we're on a podcast right now, but I assume you're going to be seeing Goose in LA in September. Oh, yeah. Okay. Hey, block off your calendar for the day after at 3.30 Eastern. You're coming on. It's not optional. I'll, hey, I'll be in my car on the way up to Santa Barbara to see Goose again. So, oh, perfect. We love doing people in the car. <laughs> I was gonna say, dude. I feel like every other episode, it's either you or someone else in the car. So that's what happens when people travel for shows. You know, it's then like the, the day after they're in the car, and that's where the pot is. You know, so can't wait okay, to get to on. a studio to recap. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I I did when I when I was on Goose Tour on the West Coast in or in Pacific Northwest or whatever Idaho is in April. Um we my mom and I pulled over at the side of the highway and I was gonna do it in like a parking lot and there was like this Marriott and my mom went in and was like was like my son needs to do a podcast. Like, can you give him a conference conference room? And so I did it in a hotel conference room that day. That's the first time that conference room has ever been used for a podcast, I think. A, a goose podcast, yeah. Never sure never before has has the I um I don't know remember the name of the town, but in the middle of nowhere, Idaho. That's where that podcast happened. <laughs> I love it. You said you're you're just as much on the road as these guys are on the road, you know? Pretty close. Pretty close. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. Cool. Well, I, I'm, I'm happy you're coming on. You've, like I've just said, you've had a huge summer and we're gonna, yes. I mean, I don't know if any of these shows this summer have gotten into your, your honorable mentions or your best show ever, but I guess, I guess we'll find, find out. out. Yeah. Um, bef- before we get into all that, I usually like to do like a little, um, like a first show and a worst show. Yeah. So what was the, what was the first concert you ever attended? And then also the worst concert you ever attended. So the first concert I ever saw was Jack Johnson on August 3rd, 2008. Um, He played at this outdoor park in Aurelia, which is like an hour and change North of Toronto. So random for an artist like Jack Johnson to play up there when, you know, there's Toronto, like there's no really, there's no reason to go up there because there's nothing up there. Uh, but he did. Uh, and my, my dad and I, my dad brought me to that show. Um, I remember, you know, I was, I was really little. I was like, you know, seven and a half years old. Um, oh my God. Dude. Yeah. Like we, we ended up, that's one of the very few concerts that I've ever left early. Yeah. Um, cause that, you know, I, I was so young, uh, but I, I remember having a great time. Uh, you know, the, the crowd was fun. Um, that was my first experience being like, wow, a lot of people smoke at concerts. 
Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, yeah. like that Jack Johnson outdoors. in 2008. Yeah, dude. Right. Yeah. Oh yeah. Big, big clouds of smoke. Um, but you know, they, he played one song from the curious George soundtrack, which I knew. Yes. So that was exciting for me as, as a young kid, but that, that, that was my first show. I was just going to ask, was that, were you like begging your parents to go see Jack Johnson or was it like they're taking you to go see Jack Johnson? So it was, I mean, I just because I was like a kid at the time, one of the things I happened to be listening to was the Jack Johnson Curious George soundtrack, which actually yeah. is great. It's um, so good. Go listen to that. It's so good. So I was listening to that. Um, and, you know, we were up at our cottage, which is probably, I don't know, 30 to 40 minutes north of Aurelia. Um, mm. And, um, you know, he happened to be playing nearby. And my dad was like, okay, like, I'll take you to this. Like, why not? You know? Yeah. Uh, so we went and it was fun. Did you, I mean, my dad also took me to my first show and I feel like he had almost as much fun watching me during the, it was queen. Yes. Um, almost as fun, much fun watching me. Was he like, was it like Christmas for him to have you at a show with him? A hundred percent. It's, you know, my, my dad's whole life was building towards being able to play music with his kids and see music with his kids. Uh, you know, I love seeing shows with my dad so much like he's still my favorite person to see shows with my first concert ever without him of any band was in early 2022 you know like i i I saw every concert with him for the longest time Uh, and then i started seeing a lot of goose by myself and you know then it kind of spiraled from there um (laughs) but you know i still i still prefer to see shows with him when i can Hey, same with my dad. I've probably, I've easily, there's not one of my friends who has even come close to seeing mm-hmm. the amount of shows that I've seen with my dad. And so, and th- it's going to be a long time until they do. So I, yeah. I feel the same way. He, he is still my favorite person to go to a show with. He's just getting, he's past 60 now. So he's a little, okay. he doesn't want to be, uh, there's no GA. There's no floor. Oh. There's no... <laughs> Yeah, that's like that's like my mom. She will not go near a floor or anything no. unless it, if it's like a GA venue. Like we have to be in the balcony, which I mean I prefer. But yeah, when, when we saw Goose in Boise in April, tiny venue, no balcony, all just floor, and she was not doing well in there. Um, yeah, but it was fun. My uh, yeah, I mean we we need a cup holder, we need a seat, right? We need we need all the things if my dad's going to go to a show. Like all he the really wants to go see. He wants to see Billy Strings, but there's just been a lot of GA stuff. He's a huge Billy Strings fan at this point, and That's he just cool. can't. I can't get him to. I'll, I'll like, you know, I'm living in LA now, and he lives in Wisconsin, so I'll be like, you know, hey, he's, you know, Billy's playing Northerly Isle. You should check that out. He's like, nah, can't go down there. Nah. Right. <laughs> so that'll be us one day. We'll be we'll be someday 65 years old in particular at some point. There you go. But, yeah, exactly. Seeing Goose still yeah still seeing goose because they will stay together for 35 years they must damn right that's still 40 years away for me so yeah oh shit that's right okay well then <laughs> never mind i'll be yeah. particular before you get particular there you go but we all, we'll all be particular someday yeah and i'll be like kind of cr- i'll be like kind of cranky about it i'll be like ah. back in 2023 i saw rick and yeah he's a little bit better back in 2023 you know <laughs> Exactly. Well, yeah, exactly. The good old days. I'll do that. What about the, what's the worst concert you ever saw? That's tough. Uh, you know, I, I feel like I don't really rank 
concerts a ton outside of fish and goose obviously um you know i i know the, the worst fish show i ever saw uh was probably 10 22 13 uh in rochester um mm. which is the the dud show of fall 2013 you know this, this fall 2013 is incredible yeah and i only saw one show and it happened to be this one um right. you know they they just they weren't really clicking that night there was a really, really weird ripcord segue from light into golden age in the second set. And they had played golden age, the show before. And it was just like, vibe was weird. It was my second fish show. I had a great time, but looking back, it was like, eh. um, and also, I mean, people might get upset at me saying this, but I, I really don't like Taylor Swift, um, sure. at all. Um, and for my sisters, like 50 or Oh, she was 13, maybe? Whenever the 1989 tour was, yeah. uh, my parents took my whole family to see Taylor Swift. Um, and I just want to, like, you know, I, I've, I've apologized now that I, you know, I'm older and I can look back on it. But I was very grumpy about it and just kind of was, like, a suck the entire show. Um, yeah. And just wasn't, like, you know, I, I wasn't happy to be there, but I could have made more of an effort to have a good time for her because then you know, seven months later when she saw two fish shows uh, and was a good sport about it, you know, it was kind of like, a, oh, you know, I should have been nicer about this. Um, but so the, I would say that's probably the worst concert I've ever seen, in my opinion. But, you know, like the, the show was good. And I feel like if I went to Taylor Swift now, I could still appreciate it on a certain level, I, even if I don't like the music. Totally. I think that Taylor Swift is... The scene at a Taylor Swift show is huge and all-encompassing and a little little much, almost like how Fish is huge yeah. and all-encompassing and a little much. If you're not like super into it, then it's not the best vibe for you. You know, mm -hmm. every everyone's super into it, which is cool, but it's like a lot of screaming, a lot of yeah. I was gonna you know. say the the people that complain about me singing loudly at shows should never go to a Taylor Swift show. I guess like yeah. <laughs> Yeah, or or anyone any show that people enjoy the the songs at, they shouldn't really go to that. But I, uh, yeah, I mean, I like the first time I saw John Mayer um, was a John Mayer solo show, and right. I, I don't think we heard the first song because it was just so. <laughs> it was like it was heartbreak warfare, and people just he came out and played. He sang that opening lyric of heartbreak warfare when he's like, it was like, ah! and it was like, I mean. Yeah, it was the loudest I've ever been at a concert for. And I used to like punk stuff. And it's even still, I mean. <laughs> wow. <laughs> like, I mean, took over the room. And so, yeah, I can I can see the vibe of Taylor Swift being being tough. Mm -hmm. It's okay. So, and yeah, I'll, you know, it's, I, 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 again, I don't really rank shows outside of Fish and Goose. So that, that would probably have to be it. Well, that's good. Now we've got you on record saying that you don't like Taylor Swift and think she's a bad performer. So that's good. Perfect. And we'll yeah. just kind of move on from that. Awesome. Um, cool. Well, I mean, it's you. I think everybody knows um, at this point, you have seen a lot of shows, a lot of really good shows, too. Yeah, um, mostly in the last year and a half. <laughs> but like all the like a lot of really good ones in the last year yes. and a half. And so yes. it, it it does make it hard to pick like a best best show so if you mm -hmm. do you have like honorable mention shows that i do miss yes so i i want to i want to mention a couple non jam band shows um sure when i was 
so around the time I was seeing, I, I saw my first Jack Johnson show. I was also really, really into the Beatles. Like I yeah. wanted to be Paul McCartney. Um, you know, I like know. I, I wanted to play bass actually for a while. Um, and you know, my, my dad was like, before you play bass, you have to play piano. And then I was like, ah, fine, whatever. And now I, now I play keyboards, like, you know, um, yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm not going to end up playing bass, but I was really, really into the Beatles. And so, you know, my parents took me to see Paul McCartney in 2010 in Toronto, which was like, you know, an incredible, incredible night for me. I, I had the best time, you know, uh, playing, he played Beatles songs, played wings songs, like some others I didn't know as well. Um, but I just remember like, just, that was my first, you know, concert experience where I really knew most of the music that was being played and could sing along and just like, you know, be part of the vibe. And it was really, really cool. Uh, you know, I saw Paul McCartney again in 2015, uh, which was really great. Um, but you know, being my second concert ever, it was just, it, that was phenomenal. So I, that's one, I, that's one of my honorable mentions for see, sure. I, I see him any, every time I get a chance to, I saw him this last yeah. year. I saw him in 2012. I saw him in 2015. I mean, I think I've seen him four times and yeah, the show, the show is incredible. I mean, everyone in everyone who likes music has gone through a Beatles phase and yes. the, the, you can't top the song selection that you get at a Paul McCartney show. It's just like, right. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, no, my, 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 my Beatles phase led directly into my fish phase. And actually my third concert ever was my first fish show in 2012, yes. um, which is another one of my honorable mentions uh, that, you know, I walked out of that. I walked out of Paul McCartney telling my parents that that was the greatest night of my life. And then I walked out of fish telling my dad, you know, that was the greatest night of my life, like ever, like, you know, best thing, you know, just being part of the a fish show for the first time after listening to them for about a year um, and just like falling in love with fish, obviously, you know, I like fish. I don't know if people know that, um, but it was just so incredible for me being a part of that. And, you know, like at the, at the show, six twenty four twelve. Um, they brought people on stage to do the meat stick dance. Like there, there's mm. all sorts of shenanigans happening in addition to just the music of fish. Uh, and I just remember like being like, man, like incredible. It was incredible. Yeah. And that's a band that's going to pull out some goofs. And so like Paul McCartney, not funny. That's not, he's, you're not there for, uh, exactly. you're not there for the nonsense. And, and, and fish is, is also like church in a way. And it also is very serious. And like, I heard you talk on a podcast recently about like when the lights go down at a fish show, like there's not a crowd that's more locked into that first moment than any other band. And I was like, could not agree yeah. more with that. Um, but they're goofballs. Yes. They're going to do some bits and goofs and they've got dances or they might lay down on stage or they might, you know, mm -hmm. also I, I want to throw, I have two more honorable mentions if, that, if that's okay. You get five. Um, so. Oh, I get five? You get oh, five. Okay. Okay. So what I've used two now? Okay. So I get three more. Fantastic. I didn't even you get know three more. I, oh, perfect. I thought I was like going over by putting more than one. This is no, great. Ryan. <laughs> okay. So uh, another honorable mention, I guess if, if I go in uh, chronological order here, uh, another honorable mention would be um, my second goose show. In, in 2022, 3122, uh, anyone who's heard me talk about this show is now like rolling their eyes. Um, but DC Night One, you know, my, my first Goose show had been a few days earlier. 
at, at Mohegan Sun, you know, their first arena show it was Goosemas. It was huge. Um, and then the next time I saw them was at the 930 Club in Washington, D.C., which is, you know, a fraction of the size of Mohegan. People packed in, you know, like the, I, I was on the balcony, which is basically like on top of the stage. Like you, you're you're so close. Um, yeah. And this was part of the run um, that I was on with Jake Silko, the photographer. Uh, you know, I was his assistant slash driver for four shows. Um, and so I got to be backstage hanging out with the band and they're at soundcheck. Um, and I just remember during the show that night, um, just feeling the energy of goose in a small room and just the way the band was playing and letting off the steam of, you know, we just played our first arena show a few days ago and now we're back here in this small room and feels more comfortable. Um, and then, you know, like talking to them about it after. And still, this was like, you know, I had just met all of them except for Jeff that day. And so I, you know, I didn't, I didn't know them well, you know, always almost there. It was only a few weeks in, like we didn't have that same connection. Um, and so it was just incredible to get to then like, you know, talk to Rick after the show and just be like, you know, like, you know that was so cool what you did earlier and him be like oh yeah you know like and talk about you know it was the first california magic and talk about that but it, it was it was that's another one of the best nights of my life um you know th that show and then the following night when i got to jam with ben and jeff uh before soundcheck like just a real surreal experience and really you know cemented you know that goose was the next thing for me um yeah, that, that that's that honorable mention. I mean, it's it's so cool though that they've been so accessible to fans and people who are working with them and and all that kind of stuff. But when you yeah, when you get to have that kind of a, a moment with with a band like that who's rising, just played their first arena show, like you said, I mean, so cool. Was there was there a part of you during that show that um was like, man, this is gonna be I mean, I know you already had the podcast going. I know that you were kind of working for them essentially, but like, was there a part of you where that's like, man, this is going to be something that is going to be a huge part of my life for a long time. Or I, I already kind of knew that, uh, you know, I'd been yeah. following them for, you know, a year and a half at this point, like obsessively. Um, and, you know, just hadn't had the opportunity to see a show because, you know, like the border was closed for until like the end of 2021 and they weren't playing near me. Um, mm -hmm. but it, I, I already knew. And yeah, it just, it helped really cement that. Like, this is where I belong in, in the music world, uh, you know, working with people like this, talking about this music um, and, you know, helped get me to where I am today, which is doing this full time. Totally. Yeah. 100%. I mean that you'll always be linked to that band in that way. Um, but also like, uh, uh, what was the vibe like in that small room? I mean, you said that they, everyone's kind of packed in on each other, but was that, mm -hmm. was that a crowd that was um, like, you know, packed out just for goose or is they, is that people that you like felt like were seeing their first goose shows or there were people you know. seeing their first shows for sure. You know, this was only my second show. Um, but the vibe in there was electric. People were dialed in, people were excited, people were like dancing, you know, not a ton of talking. Like it was just, it was, it was, it was perfect. You know, I, I wish I could see goose in that setting again and there never will be because if, you know, yeah. these special gigs that they play in a venue of that size, ends up being way more oversold than that even was. Right. Um, you know, so it's, it, it was a special experience to get to see them in a room like that. Yeah. We, we do a lot of, we do way too much like contextualizing what 
their next 30 years is going to look like because like, you know, their predecessors have been so great and have stayed mm-hmm. together for so long. But um, it is really cool to to have those moments where you get to see them in a small venue and be like, man, like even at that moment, I'm sure you probably knew like they're probably going to be like packing out SPAC in a year or two. Like I'm not yeah. going to see them uh, in uh, yeah. this setting, you know, so very cool. Yeah. Very yeah, cool. it was amazing. Um, and then my le- do I have two more? That, you got two that more. That was three now. Okay, um, Brian, you can have as many as you want, man. Thank you. Me? Well, I, you know, I, I think I'll, I'll use one more. Um, I'm, I'm looking at my my spreadsheet uh, of concerts that I've seen here, um, just to make sure I don't miss anything important. Um, but I would say another one would be, you know, I saw Dead and Co last month at SPAC, um, and I got to be on the rail both nights um which these are the the only shows i have ever been on the rail for in my life probably the only shows i will ever be on the rail for um yeah but it it was it was crazy to be that close to the music you know i i swear bobby made eye contact with me in the middle of the other one and i thought i was gonna like like combust like his gaze is so intense yeah um and I was just like, oh my God, like Bob Weir's making eye contact with me potentially. Um, <laughs> right. But, you know, it was, it was a really, it was a really cool couple of nights, uh, you know, and a great way to, you know, see that band. Um, but yeah, I'll, I'll never, I'll never forget those shows. Yeah. Hey, I, and I know that you got down there, I think a similar way that I got down there. Yes. Katie. Very similar way. Yes. And so, Shout out to Katie and Matt Bush. Uh, yeah. For being the best. Public thank you on the record forever uh, to Matt and Katie for, uh, yeah, I just got to do the same thing in San Francisco. And I kind of spent a lot of the show being like, I'm never going to be this close. Right. Yeah, I'm definitely like, not going to see this yeah, band again. Never. Right. But like, yeah, sit in the middle of Oracle. I mean, I've been close at like you know, smaller venues like the Greek Theater. I've been close, at, you know, like my home venue at Alpine where I've got, you know, people who I know. But I'm like in the middle of San Francisco where I know in no one. In a baseball one. stadium. In a yeah. massive, massive baseball stadium. And I just got, uh, you know, the the green light to go down close from Matt Bush, you know, and I'm hanging out with Kate. I mean, yeah, that. Listen, I'm when you do a Bob Weir impression that good, you should be up there. He could have taken offense to it. I could have been blocked out of shows. <laughs> it could have gone one of two ways and you took the gamble <laughs> i took the gamble and it turns out he is uh he's fine with a guy who's 30 years old uh trying to do an impression of him uh, it could have been i never saw dead and co or bob we ever again but luckily bob's cool so there you go there you um go. and you got one more oh, before man, we get into the more. best before we get into the best show ever Oh man, one more honorable mention. Um, I feel like those are those are the really big ones. You know, I could I could you know pick another goose show or another fish show. Um, yeah, but I, th- those are the really big like concert moments for me. Uh, you know, seeing seeing those. You know, my obviously we talked about my first show, but seeing Paul McCartney for the first time, seeing Fish for the first time, seeing Goose. Um, but yeah, you know, there, there's, I've, I've been very lucky to see so many shows this year already. Um, and, you know, there will be more obviously coming up, but you know, the, 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 those are my honorable mentions for now, I think. 
you've uh, you've done a similar thing that other people who have come on the podcast do, where it seems like a couple of the honorable mentions are like these formative shows where it's like when you're just getting into seeing live music or, you know, you're just starting to take your journey on seeing live music. And then also these shows where you, you know, kind of had the benefits of the work that you've put in, you know, and like, you know, getting to work with Goose a little bit or, you know, getting to be close to to Dead & Co. And um, yeah. it's it's a similar thing for a lot of people. It's like, here's my formative section. Here's my, it's cool because I work on a podcast now section. Um, so, yeah. I mean, and you're you're cool because I'm going to work on a podcast now section is going to be a lot bigger than that front section is. It's going to keep expanding. Yeah, <laughs> it's going to keep getting bigger. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But enough of the honorable mentions. Let's get to enough the big of the one. enough of the side stuff. What's the main what's the entree? Who, what's the biggest, the best show? Ryan Storm. So actually, ever seen? I'm curious if you were at this show, but 1023 21 fish in Chula Vista. Were you at that not. one? Oh, okay. I was not. Were you at the forum? I did the forum show. I saw the poster okay. behind you, and I was at that yeah. one. But it's it's one of my yeah. favorite posters. I love that poster. Oh, and it's one of my favorite shows. I mean, the that, LA that Women. Was a, and the... That was a really fun show. Oh man, uh, such a fun that, show. that was the first time I'd been on on the floor for a fish show. But that's a that, you know that's a, that's another thing. This this Chula Vista show. So this was my ninth fish show, um, and okay. up till that point. I hadn't seen a show that people walked out of being like, that was the greatest thing ever. You know, I, I'd yeah. seen some great shows. Um, I'd seen some mediocre shows. You know, I was convinced until fall 2018 that I was like, every show I went to was going to be like pretty mediocre and in the grand scheme of fish. Yeah. Um, and then I saw a couple of great shows in Chicago. Um, and then, you know, obviously being in Canada, I couldn't travel until like, the fall of 2021 basically um, without having to come home and lock myself in my house for two weeks. Um, And, you know, I finally, my dad and I went to these three shows on the West coast. We did Phoenix, Chula Vista and LA three nights in a row, um, which was amazing. You know, Phoenix was a great show, you know, some incredible jams, incredible moments. Um, But, you know, people didn't walk out of that one being like, that was the greatest show ever. It was my first show, my first concert in almost two years. And I, I was overjoyed, but the next night, you know, they, they come out the gate immediately first jammed out Fluffhead in 22 years since seven twenty four and 99, you know, I was already losing my mind. Then they play the goat NICU and then they play an incredible tube. And then the second set just goes, you know, no men in no man's land. One of the best freeze ever. Um, I think then joy stand the Chula Piper and then sense. Um, Hmm. and it, you know, that, that set was especially the Piper obviously was just like blown away. Just everybody around just being like, Holy shit, you know, fall 2021 fish is the best thing ever. Um, and then, you know, walking out of that show and I, I I got to be on the, the HF pod, um, which was a lot of fun. Um, just got to be like, yeah, like that was insane. You're so right that fall of 2021 is insane. And yes. I remember seeing that Chula Vista show being like, that sucks <laughs> that I'm only going to the <laughs> footage driven down there. <laughs> Darn it. That sucks. Um, yeah. especially, you know, just looking at the set list alone was enough to drive you crazy. But then you go back and listen to some of Yeah. I mean, like, 
a, a piper is still something that I'm chasing. Like, you know, that, that super epic piper. And that's, that's a super epic piper right there. It's, oh my God. Yeah. That, that ending part where they're like summoning a black hole. <laughs> like it's, it, it's crazy, you know, especially on and, like a, like a, you know, a fall California night, like, you know, that happening in an outdoor venue. Um, but yeah. Oh man. Hell of a night. I think there's a, there's a part before you got into that show where you talk about how you saw some, some tough shows or not the best, not a highlight of a tour yeah. type show. And it's tough to be someone who knows the context of all the shows, who knows the context Correct. of the tour and the knows context of the years before, because you know whether or not you got one of the special ones or not. Right. You can't just be like, that was awesome. Yeah. And you know, as it's happening because you've been following the entire tour, you know, like that's yeah. uh good, good friend, uh, Brian Brinkman, uh, you know, he picked, shows to go to last year and he went to alpine and dicks um which you know yeah. he, he walked out of alpine very unhappy with what happened um yeah when, you i was know, at that run too yeah and so same. there you go so so you're listening to you know every show of the tour and they play stuff like you know they did at bethel and they play uh you know that the second set of hartford and then you know and then you go to alpine and you get broken heart attack hey i gotta be honest the broken heart attack Highlight of the weekend. No. That's the problem. <laughs> Highlight of the weekend, the broken heart attack. There was like a rumor that Fishman had gone through a breakup. And when he sang that, we were like, good for you, buddy. Yeah, get, fair enough. Get up there and sing. No, but uh, yeah, especially when you, you you look at the schedule and you see the things that are going to be coming up, you know that Alpine is typically pretty epic. And yeah. Dix is absolutely epic. And so you're feeling pretty safe with those two picks and then to walk out, you know, and have missed some of the other shows in the tour, you know, that's how this band gets you. They're really, they're really good that way. True. And it is, it's really, really hard to know what night is going to be the special one. And that it literally could be any reason, you know, you have no idea why they're choosing to play this jammed out fluff head tonight. Exactly. Know? It's just, that's what you got, you know? Exactly. Yeah. They, you know, they, they, Trey was like, you know what? Like, fuck it. We're jamming out everything on this tour, so let's jam out Fluffhead too. Where, at what point of the show? Because it's it's pretty epic from the start. It's yeah, a, that's a really hot first set too. So, at what point in the show were you like, this is a special? What did you finally have that feeling? Like, we're we're seeing one of these special ones. As soon as Trey started jamming out Fluffhead, I was like, yeah. oh my god, this is what's about to happen here. Holy shit. <laughs> you know, like after after seeing, you know, after staying up until 3 a.m. the previous weekend to webcast, you know, the San Francisco shows um, and that like that Carini encore and the second set from 10, 17, 21. Um, you know, we, we knew at that point, like fall 2021 was a special tour. Um, and so yeah. when they're, you know, they're already starting to jam out songs like, you know, the 18 minute Frankie says just ridiculous. Um you know, they, they jammed out Martian Monster for eight minutes, but Type 2 for the first time ever uh, the previous night. And so when they start going Type 2 on Fluffhead, I was like, it's, it's fucking on. And then, you know, when the second song was an 18-minute NICU at, at the NICU amphitheater, it was like, okay. And then, you know, then Bye Bye Foot happens. And it's like, this is yeah ridiculous. And then... Special. One of the best tubes they've ever played. Like, you know, it just it just kept coming where it was like, 
this is one of the best versions of this song ever. Um, it, it was crazy. Yeah, who I don't know who was like driving the bus that tour. I don't know what hotels they stayed at, but they should do that again. Yes, I agree. I mean, they they've clearly been loving the West Coast. I just had a great time at the West Coast Spring Tour um, mm-hmm. between Berkeley and and Hollywood Bowl. There's a lot of listen back uh, material and no shows, but yeah, I mean. They were they were loving that tour and they really they really gave us a special one at the forum after I was already upset about not have seen, you know, <laughs> all these other shows on the tour. Yeah. Um when when you see fish and you see the fun that I mean, because that's a lot of fish is just fun. I mean, some of it gets really serious. Sometimes they open a hole to a black hole, like you said. Yep. Um is there a is there another band that you feel like embodies that sort of fun or like that sort of um i mean the word that comes to mind is joy um but like that sort of banter and joy and fun that 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 fish has well i mean there's no band that's ever going to be able to do what fish does you know that fish is not something that can be captured it's not something that you can describe it's just it's fish um you know obviously i i feel a similar way going to a fish show that i do going to a goose show um you know, it's just that that sense of community and also my intense analysis of every single note that comes off of that stage um, because, you know, because I'm a huge nerd. Um, and I, I, I love that. And like listening for teases and trying to, you know, predict what song's coming next based on their mannerisms on stage. Um, yeah. It's just, yeah, it's, it's th- those are the two bands for me. And I know there are a lot of other bands in, in the jam band world that have things like that. Um, and so it's really cool. You know, everyone gets involved in their different in, in in a different way, but there is a meaningful way for everybody to get involved. I I truly think so too. I think there's a there's a space. There's obviously a huge space for the dedicated fan who is hanging on every note, you mm-hmm. know, and every smirk and every you know. Um, but it seems like you know, based off the video that we all got to see too much of uh, because (laughs) someone decided to talk about it too much. Um, It seems like you're still having a blast at these shows. You're still getting down and having fun. Do you ever, you know, with the position that you're in now, do you feel like you've kind of got a way, um, you know, kind of balance yourself between like getting down and having a good time and also listening close to kind of contextualize the show or, you know, put things into context. Is there, is there ever a point where you're like, man, I've been having a little too much fun. I don't even know what's been going on. Uh, or I feel like part of having a ton of fun at the show for me is paying attention to everything that's happening. And I know that, you know, when I'm, when I'm writing about the show the next day or podcasting about it, there will be a webcast for me to go back to in the morning and look at it. You know, when I, when I go see a show, yeah. but usually like a non fish or goose show um, and there's no webcast um, or, you know, I know the band isn't dropping a recording the next day. You know, I'll take notes uh, during the show. So I, you know, I don't miss anything and I'm able to refer to that, uh, next day, but I prefer to just absorb the stuff in the moment. Um, and just kind of, you know, like dancing and singing for me is being as involved as possible. And I, you know, I'm, I'm lucky that I'm able to absorb as much as I, as, as I am. I, I still miss things frequently. Like I'll see something on Twitter after and be like, Oh, like, you know, that's like, I, I didn't notice this, uh, you know, at, at, at Goosemas when they, when Peter dedicated Moby to me, you couldn't hear it in the venue. Um, yeah. 
you know, I was too. I, I was also screaming about the fact that they were playing Moby in the first place. <laughs> right. Um. You know, like as soon as the word Moby left Peter's mouth, mouth, I was like on the floor, like losing my mind. Um. Yeah. And then I, you know, then I started getting texts from people like he said it was for you, and I was like, oh my god, like. Um. But. Yeah, I just, I, you know, I feel like I, I'm always as involved as I possibly can be. I mean, I, that sounds like you do a really good job of staying in the moment and also not um, looking too hard into any given moment. I mean, it's really, there's so much uh, expectation and then diversion of the expectation in the shows that we see, whether it's Goose or Fish or, you know, whatever. They'll, and, they'll yeah. make you think something's about to happen and then they turn you the other way. And so you really do, if you would like to recap the show or if you want to contextualize it while you're watching it, you really have to stay exactly in the moment and be ready to be, you know, to shift hard one way or the other. And, um, it seems like you're doing a really good job of that because everything you ever put out is very thorough. You Thank have you. a very thorough, Thank you. um, you, your writing style is great and, and thorough the podcasting. It's not like you're just going on and being like, it was sick, dude. You know, I do say that a lot though. My mom keeps telling me like, you need to say, love it less. <laughs> hey, but what happens if I loved it? I that 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 was my response. <laughs> what happens if it was sick? Dude? I did love it. <laughs> what happens if it was fucking sweet? I'm gonna have to put that it was fucking sweet in there. So it's true, and so true. Um, wow, that's a really great show, and I think there's gonna be a lot of people who are pleasantly surprised to hear that it's a fish show. Yeah, I, I mean, think- fish is still my number one. You know, make make no mistake. Uh, people confuse that because Goose plays twice the amount of shows in a year that Fish does. And so yeah. I'm talking about Goose more because, you know, like they're actively playing. Uh, and that's, you know, what I'm following and webcasting every night. Um, but Fish is still my number one, my favorite band. Uh, and I cannot wait to see them 12 times this summer. You're you're a lucky dog. And I, I'm very, I'm very grateful. Yes. <laughs> Were, were you able to uh, secure some MSG tickets? I saw you were looking for those. Yes. Yeah, I actually, the the, the show that I was looking for the other day, uh, I went on Chicken. Chicken. I went on Ticketmaster just to check. Uh, well, you got to check on Ticketmaster. Exactly. Um, and there were seats available in Section 106 for face value, just randomly Whoa. for the Tuesday night, you know, August 1st show. And I was like, okay like i'll grab these you know so like great seats for face in the 100s not behind the stage like unbelievable um so you know happy about that but yeah i'm going all seven nights plus syracuse and dicks have you done msg yet yes uh i went to all eight shows at msg in 2022 um wow which were all incredible yeah they they were incredible, and this run's going to be fun too. I I bet. Could you yes. imagine if it wasn't? Can you imagine if they just like lay? Yeah, I'm going to have a terrible time. You <laughs> know, just lay seven, seven fish shows. Yeah, even if they do, <laughs> like it, still the people there and seeing fish seven times. Um, but also, they don't have enough subpar songs in the catalog to fill seven shows. So, that's true. That would be a good challenge for them. Let's see if we can play. Yeah, play the seven. shittiest shows possible. <laughs> <laughs> longest song of the night is nine minutes <laughs> i i honestly don't even know if that can happen i just no, when the, this, the second night of uh the berkeley run they closed the show with um like character zero 
number line and then or maybe the, the encore was character zero they played number line and they played oh man one more just like right, that let me, let song me see that just right here shredded the pieces and i uh oh here we go yeah they went they went lonely trip the howling farmhouse number line with a zero encore farmhouse number line zero and i'll tell you what that place was still going nuts that place was still loving it and so yeah. i i don't People, even it's again fall 2021 i remember you know being at the show in phoenix and being like you know, they're playing more and they're playing life beyond the dream. And wow, like people really shit all over these songs. There's not a person in yep. the venue who didn't have their arms in the air screaming that there must be something more than this. You know, everybody was, you know, people, people will complain all they want, but they're still having a good time. It's, it's easy to be a curmudgeon on Twitter, but as soon as you're in the show, you're vibrating with love and light. Okay. Yes, it's true. Pulsating but, even. Even pulsating, maybe. Incredible. Well, Ryan, thanks. Thank you so much for for coming on the pod. Do you, um, I, we should plug your stuff right now. I have I have stuff. <laughs> you got some thank stuff you. Well, I want to say th- thank you, Cam, for having me. I'm honored to be uh, one of your first guests uh, here on Best Show ever. Um, this is a fantastic idea for a podcast, uh, and I love it. Um, coming up in in for me you know i've got uh always got episodes if we move through stormy weather my fish podcast coming out um you know got some great interviews with joel cummins uh on freeze mcgee and tom hamilton uh recently uh did those at the beginning of the summer at peach fest uh, but those are out uh and you know fish episodes will continue to come out as well um you know always stay tuned for new rig tours uh, as well on my youtube channel storm sound on youtube always almost there the goose podcast you know uh we're on a bit of a summer hiatus right now because they're off until september but we will be back with day after shows in the fall um and you know we have a big big summer tour recap episode coming out um which we're recording two days from the recording of this podcast but i assume by the time this comes out that episode will also be out um so yeah go listen to it it's very long we haven't recorded it yet but it's probably <laughs> over three hours um and uh things of gold my snarky puppy podcast uh we are reaching the end of our first season uh, it's myself and megan gliona of hf pod uh, we've been having a great time diving into some snarky puppy shows um you know crazy that we made it through 12 episodes already but that you know that'll be the end of our first season then we take some time off and we'll start back up again sometime in the fall uh, but that's been a lot of fun as well and uh you know you can Everything, very easy to keep track of all my stuff. If you go to ryanstorm.substack.com and you put in your email and you subscribe uh, and you will get everything that I do delivered directly into your email. It's it's that easy. That's it's, everything that's, in Storm. That's super easy. All right. Is that is that it? Yeah, it's I know. Too, no, I mean, I, I didn't mention the, the you know, I, I, you know, I write for jam bass sometimes still. And, you know, there's always, you know, I write about every concert I go to uh, on said Substack. Um, so, you know, go subscribe and you can read my nonsense babbling about every show I see. It's just it's just tough that there you don't have. It's really hard to hear that you don't have more stuff that we can find you on. It's I know just, I should have a fourth podcast. Yeah, no, actually, I think you should maybe get some sleep. Is what I think you should do. Yeah, I find I find sleep where I can. At least Fish isn't on the West Coast right now. You know, I was just looking at the schedule for Goose in September and being like, oh, another week and a half of Pacific time zone webcasts. Like, 
God damn it. And when fish is on the East Coast, it's great for me. I don't get to see the shows, but they're on at like four. So right. it's, it's pretty awesome. It works. Well, thanks again, Ryan. Thank you so much, Cam. It's been, been a pleasure being on today and chatting. That was the best show ever. That was the best show, the best show ever. That was the best show. Man, there was fucked up stuff in there. Yeah, what the fuck was that about? Okay, so that was a little bit of music from Jesus and Fartfinger, but it was also a great conversation with Ryan Storm. Man, uh, the guy's a great guy. People say that uh, people from Canada are nice. Check. That's true. True of Ryan Storm. Super nice to have him on the podcast. I'm sure he's going to have another best show coming up soon because it sounds like best shows are happening for him all of the time. And so... Uh, Hopefully I'll have him back one of these days uh, as his career grows, but pretty cool career that he's amassed so far. Super happy to have him on. Uh, Thanks so much for listening. Uh, Tune in. We've got some more cool episodes coming out uh, soon, but until then, have a good show. Bowie, Dylan, Marley, you've heard the names and maybe you've heard their songs, but what about the stories behind the records that made titans of music like these so universally loved and important? Join me, Josh Adam Myers, host of The 500, as each week I go through a different album from Rolling Stone Magazine's 500 Greatest Albums list from 2012 with an incredible lineup of comedians, actors, and musicians talking about how the music has impacted their lives. New episodes of The 500 come out every Wednesday. Listen now wherever you get your podcasts.